Race matters. 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 Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting right now on the Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. This land has been tended to for thousands of years by generations and generations of Gadigal peoples before us, and it will continue to be a meeting place for sharing knowledge, stories, song, uh, experiences by generations after us, uh, just like we are privileged to do the same here today at FBI Radio. I pay my respects to the Gadigal elders, past, present, and emerging. I also want to acknowledge that we're broadcasting from Redfern, and Redfern is the birthplace of black theatre in this country. And Redfern is a site for resistance and resilience for Indigenous folk in Sydney. I'm Darren Lasagas. I'm Sada Khan. And welcome to Race Matters. This is a show hosted by people of colour, speaking with people of colour about the ways we understand and value our racial identities. And we're about to kick it all off for 2020. 2020, baby. New year, new ass. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm just the same. Yeah, I know. I know. I feel like I didn't really kick start my year the way I'd imagined it. Why not? Because <laughs> I got really sick oh, right at the end of holidays. True. That's summer cold. You know, you can't get, you can't get, get, get away from it. I didn't do anything. I just stayed at mum and dad's for three weeks trying to, you know, unravel and unpack all of the big yarns we had here at Race Matters during 2019. There were a lot. There were a lot. And uh, we're very excited to have some more uh, this year, uh, starting today. I mean, we're back for the first time live uh, on the radio. And what are we talking about today, Sarah? Well, um, one of the biggest things that always starts off the year is Invasion Day. And that's how we recognise it as First Nations people. And most of our allies do as well. And... It's a really interesting way to go into the working year with this date because of what it's kind of culminated into now and the conversations that have um, emerged as a result and a lot of the debates and um, a lot of the changes that are happening as well with um, events that people attend and how people choose to um, commemorate this day. And obviously a lot of people, majority of mainstream Australia, the wider community would recognise it as a day of celebration as Australia Day. And that's coming up on this coming Sunday, January 26th. So we're going to unpack this date for you, the history of this date and why we want to move towards a bigger meaning of change the date, which is change the system. So that and much, much more. So first let's keep it off with some AB original. This is January 26th featuring Dan Sultan. You can come and wave your flag. It don't mean a thing to me. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can call it what you want, but it just don't mean a thing. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, homie. I said, hey, Briggs, pick a date. Okay. You know what? We can celebrate. For sure. But we can come together, yeah. talk about the weather, call that Australia Day. I said, how about March 8th? That's a good one. And we can do it on your nan's grave. Oh, that bitch. We can piss up, piss on his face, <laughs> get rid up and burn out like Mark Skate. <laughs> the screaming love or the leave it. I got more reason to be a riff. You can believe it. Once the ludicrous the 
emotional. Who's on the knees? Turn that flag to a noose. Put a cease to your brief. I can't get on my whip. I get a ticket for that. I get a DWB. And that's a drop in my split. I turn the other cheek. I get a knife on my back. And I tell them it hurts. They say I overreact. So fuck that. Time outside Jan 26. That's the day for them suckers doing that sucker shit. That's that land taking flag waving attitude. Got this new captain cook dance to show you how to move. How you wanna raise a flag with a rifle that make us wanna celebrate anything but survival? Nah, you watching telly for the bachelor, but wouldn't read a book about a fuckload of massacres. I remember all the blood of my characters. They remember 20 recipes for lamingtons. Yeah, their ancestors got a boat ride. Both minds saw them coming until they both died. Fuck celebrating day. Made of misery. Why I still got the black history, and that turtle get you banned from the parliament. If you ain't having the conversation, well then we starting it. You can call it what you want, but it just don't mean a thing. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can tell me with your flesh, but it don't mean a thing to me. No, it just don't mean a thing. No, it just don't mean a thing. I just don't. You are listening to Race Matters on FBI Radio 94.5. That's AB Original, Dan Sultan on that track too. January 26, a song which uh, we should be taking stock of, uh, or which we have been taking stock of ever since they released it, but especially at this time of year, January, as we lead into Invasion Day this Sunday, the 26th of January. You are with Darren Lasagas and Sada Khan right now, and we are talking about the conversations around Invasion Day, how they've changed, uh, where they're at today, and how we can unpack the idea of you know, what it means to show up, to pay the rent, what it means to... I mean, the rhetoric around Invasion Day is this idea of changing the date, but we're here to say that it needs to be more than that. It needs to be changing the system. And um, this conversation is ongoing. Like, uh, FIRE put up numbers of how uh, the rallies have uh, um, grown over the years. They say in 2015 there were 400 people showed up to Invasion Day, uh, the rally that they invo- uh, organized then. Last year there were about 50 to 60,000 people um, who showed up to, I think, even just the Sydney one. Was that rally? Yeah. 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 And then it's larger in um, states like in Melbourne as well, in Brisbane. I think Melbourne has um, huge numbers down there. Um, so big um, shout out as well to all of the mob, all the grassroots mobs that put together the rallies down there um, to really share out messages of... Um, Truth, like that's mm. the thing. Like I, I feel like this date is all about truth telling now, like and acknowledging 
what has happened in the past, acknowledging the true history. There's so many lies that have been taught to us and that we've been conditioned into over the last 230-something years. And so people have this false sense of identity Mm. when it comes to that date and their idea of that date. And that all kind of is rooted in the fact that we've been taught lies. We haven't been taught what happened on those in those early years. We haven't been taught about First Nations cultivation of the land and understanding of the land and the complex land management systems that our people had in place and the like diversity of nations and economic systems and trade systems in between clan groups as well, especially throughout Sydney too. We also have this false um there's this false idea along among mainstream people, mainstream Australia that like um, you have to go out to the desert to find the real blackfellas, which is a real racist rhetor- rhetoric right there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of came out as well with Carrie Ann Kennelly last year when um, she went on her little racist tirade on, what was it, Studio 10? Mm-hmm. And she was saying, um, she was proclaiming all of these really dangerous, um, false false yarns, false narratives about um, people out in um, community and what's happening to our women out in um, remote communities and that if people want to really help stop protesting, we'll go out there. And it was just so damaging what she was saying. Um, and, and, And that's a whole big part of why we have to rethink this change the date thing because... I think a lot of people as well are jumping on. I think we, we're coming into quite dangerous areas now. We've changed the date where we're getting a lot of non-Indigenous people that are jumping on um, this bandwagon of change the date, not really understanding what First Nations people want from it. And they end up hijacking the space mm. and they end up taking up the space and derailing what we really want from this. And that's to change the system. Mm. And that's what um, really needs to start being discussed further. It's not if we don't want this surface level stuff we want the real root um yarns we want the yarns about ongoing colonization and the fact that you know we're still having a stolen generations happening it never kind of ended you know like colonization hasn't ended these lands were never ceded and that's what's kind of getting forgotten about in amongst um the height of the debate at this time of the year yeah this uh the symbolism of changing the date um for me as a non-indigenous person uh i i I mean it 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 made it very simple for people to show as an act of solidarity. Like it was something that they could like easily tackle on. You know, I feel like as an introduction into the ways that you can engage um, in Invasion Day and show your allyship. It was an easy way in. I, I I kind of applaud it for that, but I feel like it's way deeper than that. You need to engage further um, because you know the date could be changed, but what does it change? Like um, beyond that, I mean, you know, I remember there was an amazing line. I can't remember who was spoken. I literally just had his name in my head at Invasion Day. Um, uh, last year um, that he said, yes, let's change the date. And when the date changes, I'll be protesting even then. Yeah. Yeah. The protest never ends. And that's something that is constantly forgotten as well as that. It's really easy for people to show up to this protest. It's the, And I say this all year round that non-First Nations people, non-Black people only seem to turn up to um, our protests, only seem to turn up to matters that concern First Nations people on Invasion Day on the 26th of January because it's an easy thing to show up to. It's an Mm. easy space for them to kind of jump into and engage in. Also because it's a public holiday. Mm. You know, they don't have to go to work. They don't have to cease other responsibilities in order to attend our rallies. Yeah. So it's a really kind of infuriating thing for us to see all of these people show up on that date but then really forget about um, real core concerns that are... uh, 
um, symptom of change the date, you know, that are a symptom of the 26th of January and mm. that are, they are our deaths in custody. They mm. are the forcible removal of our children. They are the fact that our water is being stolen from our um, communities. And it's also, you know, and they're chopping down sacred trees and sacred sites and building coal mines on sacred sites as well, which is going to further pollute the waterways as well that are central to First Nations communities. And no one's turning up to that. What are they turning up to? Live music protests, which I don't care about. <laughs> I can't, can't say it enough. I don't care. I don't care if you want to keep Sydney open or not. What I care about are the kids in my communities and my community getting clean drinking water. Um, so that's what's most, um, that's what's most problematic around... Um, a lot, for a lot of First Nations people at this time is the kind of fake allyship that we see mm. um, is quite false. Yeah. And that's what, and it's another thing to kind of battle on top of everyone else that is celebrating the day. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are, n- are kind of not aware of uh, the way that their allyship is being taken by um, Indigenous people. They may, like, they may think they are being a productive ally, but I feel like one of the ways well, for my, that comes to mind now is you don't have to look beyond the kind of things that you were prote- protesting even now in the past few weeks. This climate catastrophe that we're um, experiencing right now in Australia is the legacy of an absolute uh, taking away of land ownership from Indigenous peoples mm-hmm. over the past hundreds of years yeah. like they are literally called the traditional custodians of the land for a reason because they know as you were saying before land management systems uh the connection to land uh means that it's a relationship that is alive as yeah. opposed to what colonialism has done is void the land of its um, relationship to indigenous people which in turn leads to these catastrophic bushfires like i mean you know new sites are already picking up on it and you know giving examples of people whose homes have been saved because of um, cultural, in, burning. cultural burning and it took this catastrophe for people to realize that that is a legitimate way to take care of this land which it always has been yeah it's um it's it's really frustrating as well when people um have amnesia of of the fact that we've been here for thousands of years before um, the first fleet arrived before the British arrived and stole these lands. So these lands are used to a certain management for f- thousands of thousands of years, millennia, if not before the prior to the last 231 years. So this land right now and how it's being managed, it's been mismanaged for 231 years. So this catastrophe, all the catastrophes, all the climate crises that we're experiencing right now, it isn't due. It's in in part because of colonization that's mm. why we say ongoing colonization and these are the things that we have to be discussing on a larger scale when it comes to the 26th of january you are listening to race matters right now on fbi radio 94.5 you're with darren lasagas and sada khan we're gonna be back after this from katajala kiridata this is noura rain song
So beautiful, Karajala Kiridara Nura Rain Song here on Race Matters on FBI Radio 94.5. You are with Darren Lasagas and Sara Khan. We are talking about upcoming Invasion Day on the 26th of January, this Sunday. And uh, yeah, we're unpacking what it means to be an ally in 2020. Sara, what could you say about that? Um, I think uh, it's grown a lot this idea of allyship. It's been criticized and critiqued and unpacked a lot. I think a lot of people don't want to be critiqued as well on their allyship I think that's a big problem I think if you don't want to understand what your allyship looks like and you're not ready to be wrong on that then you probably need to go and understand and learn do a lot of self-reflecting yourself on your own privilege and how you access spaces Mm -hmm. and how you um, benefit from the systems that are currently in place if you're not ready to be critiqued on your allyship um so it's something that I think it's also it's a buzzword as well. It's grown into a real big buzzword too. So how people like label themselves in that sense as well as another thing. Um, but one thing too with the with the twenty sixth of January is people that blindly want to just keep celebrating the day. Mm. I have a lot of people who were who were who are, are like sure they're friends I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> I see like they know. But the thing this one's inferior. It's like people who know what I'm about. Like they, it's not like they don't interact with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. It's not like they don't interact with First Nations people. It's not like they don't, under, they don't know what this date is and what it means for them, but they constantly take that blissful, like, you know, that ignorance, you know, and they want to lead themselves. They want to just blindly keep celebrating and keep um, encouraging a date of celebration and, um, amnesia of what the date actually represents and, so, and like for those people as well because that's another thing because there's so many different levels to this you know you've got the people that want to keep celebrating this date 
And for me, with those people, that just tells me that they have a false sense of identity. They do not understand their identity and what Australia actually means, what Australia actually represents. And they're not willing to like yield that. They're not mm. willing to um, let go of that false identity of, you know, oh, yeah, well, good day, mate. We're all Australian. We drink beers. We're all the true blue Aussie. Yeah, Why do you think they're so unwilling to yield? Because like it's an attack on their uh, own Astro- because Australian they identity. Don't, because they probably, because they don't have, it's, it's brutal truth. It's a hard truth. You don't have an identity here as a white Australia as a white person white Anglo person in this country you do not have identity here you do not have a claim to this land here mm. your identity and your roots go back to Europe you know there are your roots there you can engage with the space here but you need to engage with the space here acknowledging what's happened how your ancestors came to steal this land how you came to have the identity that you have now and it is not on something that you should be proud of there is nothing to be proud of in that sense and it's a and it's a hard truth, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be apologetic for that because that's what it is. There is no true Australian identity; it's false, um, and no one that, and people don't want to give that up because if they give that up, that means that they have a lot of more searching to do and where their own roots go to, and their roots are not here. Their roots do not belong here, and it's a hard. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Mm. And so, yielding that and understanding that, understanding where your roots go from over to Europe ways, and then how you can effectively. Um, learn your privilege as a result of that, understand your privilege, unpack that unprivilege, how you benefit from it, and then use that as a t- tool of power to empower your, or not yourself, but your own people who have the same false identity. And then that's how you can come and engage in this space and engage in these lands and really make it a beautiful shared history in the future. But no one wants to do that. And that's why the notes why we, that's why it's all ongoing. That's why we are not in any type of post-racial state or post-colonial state. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm constantly learning uh, as a, a non-Indigenous settler um, in this country. Sorry, you teach me so much. Um, not to like put you, uh, you know, other I was like, you know, Tony Star is, she knows uh, you don't shit. Do, you don't do it very often, but I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm always like, you know, you said that the word ally is a buzzword and I totally agree. I mean, kind of like when you think about it, it's bare minimum to acknowledge the history of the place that you're living. Um, for me, like a uh, child of migrants, uh, I'm, a ses- I'm a settler as well. And I'm constantly reflecting on how my presence in this country is displacing others. Um, and I feel like the bare minimum that you can do if you are only just starting to engage with this idea of Invasion Day and what it means to have a history of... Uh, of this country that isn't yours the bare minimum you can do is reject the idea of australia day that is it's rejected it doesn't take that much i understand it's a public holiday and like i mean that's reject that you know you don't need it that much and also i just think as well coming off the recent bushfire catastrophe don't you want to change these systems? Mm. Like, look at how it is devastating people. Look at how it's devastating our land, our wildlife, our native animals, our native flora and fauna, our peoples, our communities, like our waterways, mm. all of it. Don't you want to change that? Like, that's what I mean when people get frustrated by this. And I say, like, you know, when I say you benefit from these systems, you do benefit from it, but you would benefit even more if you engaged in a, in a, system that does not benefit white supremacy that is not representative of the um of the colony from Mm. 200 plus years ago from when europe when europe colonized the whole world um everyone benefits from it it when you give first nations people um the control when first nations people are managing the land and investing um 
thousands and thousands and thousands of years of knowledge, generational knowledge into the land, you benefit from it too. It's not about someone having the upper hand on anything. Mm. It's not about someone, you know, having more control than the other person. Like when First Nations people are having the land back, given the land back, and we are given that self-determination back, everyone will flourish. Uh, we touched on uh, the bushfires that have been happening around uh, on the East Coast uh, the past few months. Uh, there are some places you can financially uh, give to if you are capable. Um, you might have heard already about some of them. Neil Morris, aka Dreaming Now, has set up uh, a fundraiser for relief for First Nations communities with money going direct to them. Benji Ra, uh, a good friend of ours here at Race Matters, uh, she's on the ground and named the fundraiser that she's organising thus. So it goes direct to her PayPal and yeah. she's in direct uh, uh, contact and on the ground working with families and uh, in communities between Batemans Bay and Maruya where she's from and we're talking earlier about uh, off there anyway about Mogo this town has been absolutely devastated and it's, it's an indigenous town it's an indigenous town yeah um, community there is very strong and I went down there recently last week and it was absolutely <clears throat> um, soul destroying it was so um, devastating going through <clears throat> The whole um, landscape, essentially, like from um, Nara down to Badala is just completely, the lands are just completely burnt down to the roots. And when we went through Mogo, it was just eerie. It was quite scary. And my heart said, my heart is just going out um, so much to all of the mob and the people that have been directly impacted by that. And also people who may not, who didn't lose their homes but were trapped down there over New Year's Eve as well. Really make sure that you're taking care of your mental health um, as from beyond um those events too because it was it's such a such a terrible environmental crisis that um people went through at that time and such a state of survival that they had to go through in and out of so fast so for people that were um you know were not directly impacted but were in that space at that time just make sure you take care of your mental health um as a result and know who to turn to we are running out of time. Thank you so much for listening to Race Matters uh, this afternoon. Our first show for 2020. Yeah. Uh, I've been Darren Lasagas. I'm Sada Khan. And also we have Yarbin this coming Sunday as well. If you don't know what to do on um, Invasion Day, if you don't have anywhere, to, if you can't go to Yarbin, just stay indoors. That's my advice. <laughs> okay. Because that's what people say. Well, what do we do on the day? I'm like, just stay home. Um, <laughs> but you can go to um, Yarbin. Um, it is the Survival Day Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. Um, celebration festival that happens in Victoria Park. It all kicks off at 11am. It yeah. is a day of celebration and it's a day of um, seeing the resilience of our First Nations people and beyond. And uh, Bodies on the Ground Invasion Day Rally uh, Sunday 26th of January, High Park South is where it all kicks off. Otherwise, yeah, see you at Yarbin. Well, sorry I won't mention it but she's emceeing. You're going to see her on stage. You go say hey. Uh, yeah, we'll all be around. Uh, but yeah, yeah, thank you for say listening. Say nice things. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is Wak Wak Jungie. Mother, I'm going.
Race matters. 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 Race matters.